Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. I'm very happy to have Spencer Lodge here because uh, we know each other for how many? Six? Six years. Yeah, so today I would like to introduce him. Uh, Spencer does absolutely fantastic job on LinkedIn. Um, he's been out there for many, many, many years. And uh, so, so Spencer, can you just introduce yourself a little bit and, and tell us about what you do on LinkedIn? So um, I own a bunch of different companies, but my focus that I use LinkedIn for is bringing content to an audience of people that I think are more relevant to me than Facebook and Instagram. Um, because typically the pe- people use, uh, I believe people use LinkedIn differently. Um, and so bringing the kind of content I want to there um, gets way, like way more engagement than ever on any form of Insta or Facebook or any other platform for that matter. Um, and I've been doing it, I started doing it about three years ago. And I probably only started doing it in a big way on LinkedIn, probably eight, two years ago. Because LinkedIn, LinkedIn for a long time was that forgotten social media channel, wasn't it? It was the job board. It was the, you know, the place you could, if you could find a job or there's just people went there to look for something as opposed to giving something. And a lot of times you just saw a lot of people just sharing other people's content um, and not curating it at all. So yeah, it's just become a much better place now. I think many years, many years ago, or for many years, LinkedIn was um, seen as a platform where recruiters get uh, and they, they, you know, they recruit some people for the for the jobs, rather than a business platform where you know people like us can actually go and and create some meaningful uh, business connections. But now that that's been changed, um, that's that's changing that that thing. Um, I just wanted to ask you for from from when you actually been on the LinkedIn and when uh, did it occur to you that LinkedIn can be a platform where you can actually create some business connections? I always, I mean, I can't remember the, the, the time I started. It's, it, it's, I would say, I don't know, how long's LinkedIn been going? 2003, I guess. Okay, so I'd say 10 years. I had a profile, like a lot of people do. Um, I probably started to build my connections um, up from the basic numbers in 2016 or 17, maybe. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't putting content on there because I wasn't sure what you did put on there and what you didn't. So rather than just to put it on there, I decided to do nothing and it was the same as most people. <coughs> it's only when I, I started to realize that the way you engage, the, the types of comments people write on LinkedIn are so much more detailed and so much more lengthy that I started to see an opportunity. And I think that what a lot of people don't understand is that they just have the basic LinkedIn account and they don't get premium. And it doesn't cost a lot of money, really. I don't even know what it is, but it's insignificant, the amount of money. But it just opens up a huge amount of possibilities for you. So, um, and then Sales Navigator as well. When that came about, that was just a, you know, a whole, uh, as to what you could do. So I think that, um, yeah, probably started to do my numbers 2016, 17. There's 23,000 people that are following me now. And I've never done anything to promote people connecting with me. Um, I reach out to people that I think I might be valuable to, um, to connect with them only, and I get lots of invitations every day. Mm. So that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, you're talking about connecting people on LinkedIn. How do you do that? How do you come about? I mean, are you very focused on a cer- certain specific group of people? Uh, how are you <coughs> actually reaching out to those those people on LinkedIn? Okay, so lot, this is where a lot of people I think get it wrong because they focus on what they think is their ideal client, but they don't understand that 
somebody who might not be their ideal client might know their ideal client. And so rather than, rather than focus on a certain job title, I start thinking about the company. And so I reach out to and connect with people that I think either could directly be um, somebody of interest to me or, okay, could influence the person that I want to directly um, be in contact with. So, you know, if you ever want to do business with me, get my assistant Sarah on side. All right, because if you get my assistant Sarah on side, then without a doubt, you know, she's on side, she'll push me to do something. Whereas I might not be pushed as easily. And that's just a great example of that, you know. So are you easily to be connected on LinkedIn or not really? I will connect with anybody that's not trying to sell me digital marketing services, um, website SEO management or looking for a job. Cool. Um, looking at your, your LinkedIn activities, I, I can really see that you're putting out a lot of content. Um, what do you think is the best strategy to get noticed on LinkedIn? Really important, not, uh, it's really important to be yourself. Um, because you've got something unique to bring. It's really important, I believe, to be controversial because you want, you want people to, I mean, I, 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 everyone that follows me, you guys that follow me on Instagram, you'll know this. Um, I have this theory, you've got 30, out of 100 people, 30 love you, 30 hate you, and 40 don't give a shit, yeah? So out of those three categories there, you, the, the ones that can become your clients are the ones that love you plus the ones that hate you because why are they telling you they hate you? They want your attention. So there's a, there's a way you can make a relationship with that person. The people that just don't give a shit, you know, they're off in the, in the, in the distance anyway. So when I, when I look at the, um, the, the, the types of content that you can put onto LinkedIn and how you can make it work for you, I know that the more original I am, the more controversial I am, the more challenging questions I ask, the more engagement I get back. If I just sit there, and, and obviously you, you've seen my content, I, you know, I'm, I'm quite high energy. I'm not like that normally. It's, it's, I, have to, I have to put that energy into my content to make sure that people then, I'm getting people's attention. And I don't fear people not liking me. And I don't fear people not liking my content. I don't give a shit. So would, would, you, would it be fair to say that you're actually putting an actor's face on whenever you're going out live um, on, the, on the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn? Is that your, is that your role which you play? Um, on Sunday night, I go live on Instagram and Facebook. And when I go live on both of those channels, uh, you'll see me. I bring a lot of energy to, to that session. On top of that, um, when I'm creating video content, I bring, I bring stuff to it. I don't, I, don't, you can, I don't think you can just sit there and be flat and monotone. What you're doing on social media, a great example of this is TikTok. Okay, TikTok is a social media channel, but TikTok is entertainment. It's entertaining, it's happy. And right now, TikTok gets massively, massively more time of people consuming that content than any other channel. I mean, it's literally something people are sucked into because it's happy, it's engaging. So if you want people to listen to your content, be happy, be engaging, be energetic, and you'll find that a lot more people come to it. Um, okay. In terms of, of putting out content, you mentioned that uh, you've been out there. I, I, can, I can see that um, a lot of, lot of content you're putting out there. How often do you post and how often do you think people should post? I know it, maybe, maybe it varies with you know, person to person, but what works for you and for your audience? Every day. You've got to post every day. You have to post every day. Look, the, the, as far as I'm concerned, with your 
mobile phone and a tripod, which is over there, Instagram people, okay, and a, a microphone that you can buy everything for 300 dirhams, you've got enough to be able to make content. And with the benefit of sites like um, answerthepublic.com, you can go to that site, type in your chosen subject, you can find all of the subjects people are talking about or asking Google about relating to your subject, well, question, sorry, the relating to your subject, and then you can produce content. And what I believe you could do, if you really wanted to, you could create 31 minute videos in about three hours and not even look at the camera. You could look, me and you looking at each other this way, so someone could be sat there. I even have, and let's tell you this, I have in the studio upstairs a piece of blue tack that we stick on the wall. So whenever I'm doing those types of videos, I look at that piece of blue tack and it's in my eye line, and that piece of blue tack is who I'm having the conversation with, and people don't believe that it's true, it's true, isn't it? Okay, people don't believe it's true. And um, the reason I do that and put that there is because I want to keep my eye line there and I want to concentrate on something. But you give me 30 questions, I can give you 30 answers. And so everyone can do that. And so that's 30 means you can do that once a month. And then from that once a month, what do you do? You just find somebody on fiverr.com or people per hour or wherever. Okay, send them the 30 videos, say make them pretty, put subtitles on or whatever it is. And inexpensively, someone would do that. Don't bother trying to be an editing guru. It's too complicated. And for, for me... I'd make those three videos in, let's say 30 videos in three hours, and then I'd spend a month editing them. <laughs> so I just need to get somebody else to do it. And then you've got content ready to go. And then you know what you do, you just take it out and you have it distributed on, you know, whether it's Hootsuite or whatever it is, one of those channels. And then they'll push it out every day. Understand what type of time of day is best. You know, on Instagram, for example, in the evening, it's definitely much better. Um, and in, in the morning, I think it is, I think it's LinkedIn's in the morning that it's better for us as well. So. Find out the right times to do it, and then I think it's quite easy. Hmm. Do you repurpose your content? Do you, do you reuse that, that content? Because you know, putting out um, um, the the energy and and the and you know all that all that effort which goes into into creating videos. Obviously, if you just use it once, probably at least at least uh, to my knowledge, I do repurpose my content. Do you mm -hmm. do that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So. If I interview somebody in a podcast, I've got that, let's say, 45 minutes worth of content there that's filmed. I then have the audio stripped out of it to be put out on the podcast channels. I have the video to go onto YouTube. I then create, or Alicia creates one minute micros, which go onto Instagram, where we're essentially promoting what the, in, the guest is saying. Um, and those one minute mic micros then lead to the podcast. So we've got those three pieces of class, five, Audio, video, long form, three pieces of three one minute micros, and there's five pieces. What else do we do? Our Instagram stories is up, but then we add we, we put those one minute micros onto stories as well, um, and they go they go onto different channels. And so yes, absolutely, lots of lots of it. You can get a lot done out as long as the guest or as long as the subject isn't boring. <laughs> you know, I'm, I've interviewed some people and we've sat there and it's like, oh my goodness me, what is this person like? Because people won't listen. They won't listen to somebody that hasn't got somebody, something juicy or interesting or valuable to share. Um, talking about people who have something valuable to share, do you have um, somebody who you look up to in terms of, of LinkedIn, LinkedIn content? Uh, are there some people who you really, you, you think like those, those are my sort of a LinkedIn gurus? Gary's good at it. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk's really good at it, and, and he's good because he's bringing in cartoons and you see animation in there as well, which I really like. I like the, the using the the swipe page as well. Um, 
in terms of someone on LinkedIn apart from Gary, um, I I don't know anybody that does it really. There's a guy called Talal. I don't know who he is, but he's got a huge following. He, I think he's here. Um, my friend Sarah Almadani, she's got 250,000 people that follow her. Um, she doesn't produce a lot of content on LinkedIn, which, which baffles me. But I suppose in the, the world that she lives in, Instagram is more and more suitable for her. But um, yeah, no, have you, have you got anyone? Um, yeah, a few Who? guys like a Gary Vee is, is, is good. Um, I, think, I think here uh, in uh, Dave Crane, I think he does, he does quite a good job. Um, does he? Yeah. Um, so, so some some people, and I, I like I like your stuff actually. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's good good Thank thing. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I've got a fan. <laughs> <laughs> you do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn Business Audit session. This forty five minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. We will show you a step-by-step -step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. Spencer, do you have, uh, do you have, uh, so, so you've been out there on the LinkedIn, you're, you're actually doing, doing great stuff on the LinkedIn. What is the percentage of your um, leads which are coming from LinkedIn or uh, what is the percentage of the business which is coming to you from LinkedIn? Can, is it, can you quantify that? So typically I don't do any outbound market. I haven't done any outbound marketing historically. So I, I engage with people through the, through the, the comments that they write on my content. Um, we do um, a little bit of LinkedIn lead generation by identifying people that we want to meet. Um, but I find, believe it or not, the very best way to get a client I think today if you want to deal with a certain company, you want to deal, I would start with a CEO typically, but people say, oh, you don't get any access to a CEO, invite them onto a podcast. Send the CEO an email and say, I love your story and I'd love you to come and inspire my audience. And typically what you'll find is that that CEO, whoever it is, and I've, I've, I speak to all of them, okay, whoever it is, that CEO's like, boom, ego's massive, maybe I can inspire someone's audience. All of a sudden they're, they're, they're up for that kind of stuff. You think in one one-to-one -one time with those people. And that one-to-one -one time you get means that their phone number goes in your phone. You can WhatsApp them, you know. I've made three episodes of the, the podcast, including a skydiving episode recently with Farhad Azizi for the CEO of uh, Azizi Developments. And people wouldn't think he's accessible, okay? But he is, he's, and, he's, and like all CEOs, they're just the same as all of us. And so for me, invite people onto a podcast, you get that one-to-one -one time with them, and then they'll learn what you do for a living. And then you can talk to them about how you can help them. Very cool, uh, guys. You can you can try it. You can try it out. You know, going out there and, and um, um, trying to reach those CEOs. But imagine that the, uh, the for example, the the people who are watching this uh, this episode, they don't have a podcast. What will be your advice? How to approach uh, you know their ideal clients or their targeted targeted audience, as we call it. Um then you're just sending out an email, aren't you? You're sending out an email with, you know, I just think it's so impersonal, sending out an email saying, you know, can we meet? So I, it's just like, I, I get, because I get them all the time. And what do I do with them? I delete them. Hmm. And, 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 and I know the ones that are automated as well. So I just delete those. Um, I'm not interested in someone just pitching me. Um, I, want, I want people to, 
to demonstrate they can bring value before they ask for something. And so that's what I'm always focused on. And that's what I preach. And so for them, for me to do something different to that, I think is wrong. Yeah, so, so actually, um, in, terms, in terms of LinkedIn, what, what would you do in order to actually not just send an email or that, don't start with that, but w can there be some, something else? What would you well, you've got to make sure your profile looks right. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your profile's got to be bang on, and a lot of people don't have that right. Mm -hmm. They don't have the right bio. They don't understand how their profile needs to look. So that's the first thing. And you can, there's a million blooming videos on, on YouTube saying how to make your profile look good. That's the first thing. Then start connecting with people and starting conversations with people and have conversations with them, learn about them. You know, this is a, an ideal time with so much going on with the COVID-19 situation um, to create communication. Um, so I would start doing that, I would build up my audience. But I, I, again, if I'm checking anyone out, I go straight to their profile and I see what they do. And if there's no articles, there's no posts, I don't, I don't engage with them. They, they clearly don't know how to use LinkedIn. And a lot of people say, oh, I can't make videos. It's like, oh, shut up. Just, you can, you're choosing not to, and you're hiding behind some nonsense, crappy excuse that you've put in your head. Um, but you can, and you can curate stuff, and you can write. Some of the most engagement I get sometimes is when I, have, when I literally write a post with emojis, okay, about something that I think might be a little bit controversial and, and caught people's opinions. Like, some of those are huge. And you could do, you could do that, one of those single day you could three of those every single day have you had any any bad experiences with linkedin oh nasty people nasty people nasty. dickheads yeah yeah <laughs> you, you always get haters don't you it's like <laughs> if there was there's some guy moaning at the moment i mean uh, i'm talking about someone moaning it's not it's, he's not moaning at me but i people out there that it's either say something positive Okay, or don't say anything at all. And what are you trying to do, you know? And how do you deal with the haters? I think that the best way to deal with the haters, I mean, one guy, I made a video upstairs on my balcony, out looking across the water here. And uh, I, don't, I can't remember what the video is about, but I made the video and then the first comment under it is, you don't effing live on the Palm Jumeirah, you're an effing liar, I hate your effing guts. So that really horrible, yeah? And I was like, oh God, he's having a bad day, isn't he? So I just left it there. And I went for a walk the next evening uh, on my street with one of my neighbors. We go for a walk and chat social media and stuff. And this guy walked towards us. It was the kind of sun, dusk. As he walked towards us, he stopped. He said, are you Spencer Lodge? And I was like, yeah, thinking he'd identified me on, online, yeah? He's like, yeah, you are, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, and I put my hand out. Nice to meet you. He said, I owe you an apology. I'm like, why? He said, because I got a bit drunk last night and I posted last night on your social media that you didn't even live on the farm and I can clearly now see that you do, so I'm really sorry. So that, that one happened. There's another guy that, was, that wrote something really nasty about me and when he wrote something nasty, I, he just, I just re responded. I'm like, what's wrong? Are you having a bad day? And he's like, I've been trying to delete this for the last 30 minutes. I'm sat on the loo. He goes, I've never trolled before. And I promise you, if you delete this for me, I'll never troll again. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> But I think that you can always turn it into something positive. But remember, why are they hating? They, they, they want to communicate with you. So don't, don't, you know, don't just delete. Do something about it. Engage in the conversation. So how do you, do you get affected by, by these, these? No. no. And people that do, it makes me laugh. It's like you get, get worried about what someone else. There's 7.7 .7 billion people on the planet and one person doesn't like you. It's like, so what? You know, who cares? But a lot of people get, get oh, it, it, oh, I just don't like people not liking me and I want people to like me. Why are you on social media? Are you on social media because you want to get liked or are you on social media because you want to use it as a tool to make money? 
If you want to use it as a tool to make money, remember, not everyone's going to say yes. Not everyone's going to like you. If you were standing on the street selling stuff, not everyone's going to say yes. Not everyone's going to like you. So you have to remember that. And you know that because you went to school. And you know that because you went, some of you went to university. And you know that because you've had jobs. And some of you have been in sports teams and community groups over the years. And not everyone likes everyone. And they'd never say that stuff that they write online. They'd never say to your face anyway, would they? They'd never, ever say that to your face. Uh, well, that's true. That's true. Um, one more question which I have for you. Uh, what do you think is a main mistake, uh, which uh, people are main mistakes, perhaps, what people are making on LinkedIn? And what would you say they should not do? Absolutely. Do not connect with someone and then pitch them. All right. That's a massive mistake. Anyone that does that just gets deleted and blocked. I'm not interested. If, you, if you're going to just hit me up, connect with me, and then you're going to try and pitch me, not interested. That's the first thing. Secondly, okay, if you're not bringing value onto the platform, you're not going to get the benefit of the platform. Another mistake. You've got to use, you've got to use pre premium. You can't use the basic model. You've got to pay. Um, another mistake. Your profile's rubbish. Um, your profile literally looks rubbish. Sometimes people don't even have the photo. They'll have like a caricature, or they, they, they won't even have their... It's like... And there's a lot of dummy accounts out there as well. So there's a lot of people trying to gather data. You know, do you know the one about the, the, the pretty face of the pretty girl that's in recruitment, okay, or some industry, and she connects with lots of people? That's not a pretty girl at all. That's just some stock image of some bloke that's trying to gather data. Okay, so you have to watch out for that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of people making a lot of mistakes, and there's some of them. Do you spend long, uh, a lot of time on LinkedIn? How, how long actually do you spend mm. on LinkedIn on a daily basis? I don't know, but more and more and more. More than ever now. LinkedIn, for some reason on my phone, LinkedIn isn't as fast in terms of it processing as uh, other channels are. Um, so I find myself leaning into my laptop a bit more for LinkedIn. Um, however, I prefer to write my posts on my phone. Because I prefer to use the emojis on my phone when I write the posts. And I think that when you write posts and you use emojis, you get way more, way more. Steve Bartlett, that's someone that's doing Instagram, uh, LinkedIn really well. Do you know Stephen Bartlett? No. So he's the English version of Gary Vee. He owns a company called Social Chain. And he's, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So that's another Steve Bartlett. Mm -hmm. um, so so, so you, you, how long, how long uh, on a daily basis? Is there half hour, an hour. Half an hour? Maybe half an hour a day if you had it. Or maybe a bit more. Maybe, maybe a bit more. But okay. every, every day, every day for sure. All right. Um, why is LinkedIn important for you? Because it seemed to be a business channel and I'm in business. So it kind of goes hand in hand with anyone that's in business. Just like Huda Beauty is huge on Instagram because it's a makeup brand. Um, although they're business, they're trying to attract the retail client. I don't think my focus is so much on the retail client. It's more of a B2B play. And so, although less people use LinkedIn, when people go onto LinkedIn, they go there for a different reason. No one goes there just to browse. But they don't, do they? People don't go, oh, I'm going to browse LinkedIn. They'll go browse others, TikTok, they'll browse that, but they won't browse LinkedIn. So they go in there for a purpose. So, yeah, and that's, that's a reason. And I think, I think everyone should really take it seriously, like really take it seriously, because they don't, they just faff about with it and I, I've never used it before and make up some nonsense excuse. Do you think LinkedIn is still a big window of opportunity for all business businesses and business owners like that? That was an interesting question. Is still? Why did you ask it like that? Because I can see a lot of people they're still not using LinkedIn properly. Okay, so 
I, I would think you were asking that question because a lot of people would think, well, where can I get now? Everybody's using it, you know, it's been overdone, mm. it's been done to death and all that kind of stuff. That's just nuts. Because there are people that are retiring that are coming off LinkedIn, like my dad did, and there are people that are going into the workplace that are going onto LinkedIn, okay? So my daughter's at university, she's not on LinkedIn right now, but she will be. And so there's new people joining that platform all the time. Um, there's people that are, are using that platform to look for jobs. There's people that are using that platform to sell their services. Um, and again, you can start today on LinkedIn and start putting content out. Go and follow, okay, the people you want to follow and engage in all of their conversations. And I think that it's, it's really valuable, yeah. Um, last question which I have for you, um, Spencer, is what would, you, what would be your one tip for anyone to, uh, who is starting with LinkedIn, who has not been on the LinkedIn yet, but they want to start with LinkedIn? What would be the, the one tip? God, it's, just, it's, just, it's hard to give you one, there's just so many. Um, get your profile straight and start following the right people. Thank you very much. Spencer Lodge. If you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn business audit session. This 45 minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. We will show you a step-by-step -step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you.